What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So another week is in the books. You know, we can't say that for too much longer because we're coming up here on the final week of the regular season. But that's a good thing. It's bittersweet, obviously. You know, this is a very bittersweet time of the year for me. I'll just pause and say this. If I had my way, we would have baseball year-round, of course. I'm sure many people listening to this would say the same. And when we get to the end of the regular season, it's bittersweet because it's like, oh, okay, playoff baseball's finally here. But then it's like, oh, that means the end of baseball for the year is going to be here soon. You know, we have a month plus left and then it'll be over. That's the off season when there's no baseball, which is a sad time, but it's the reality of, it's the reality of the game. Uh, I guess having an off season is what makes the season that much sweeter because you appreciate things more when they're gone. So that lead up to spring training and opening day is exciting when you've had the whole winter without baseball. But we're not there yet. We still have a fun postseason ahead of us. So let's talk about what's going on and what went on this past weekend. So let's go to Arlington, Texas, where the Rangers just played home run derby. They slugged their way to a crucial sweep of the Seattle Mariners. Sunday was the series finale. And they hit a season-high six home runs. Two home runs off the bat of Marcus Semyon. And then four others. Corey Seager, Adolis Garcia, I mean, Evan Carter. These guys just, these, these guys brought, brought the bats out. They brought the bats out in a big way. Leody Tavares. And now you have the Texas Rangers who have, seemingly woken up from a bit of a slumber and they sweep the Seattle Mariners and Texas remains on top of the AOS. This is huge. This is huge because Houston is two and a half games behind Texas. Houston is three and seven in their last 10 games, not looking so great, but the Rangers have won five straight. The Mariners just lost three straight, of course, being swept by Texas. What does this mean? for the playoff picture. Well, it means that right now, the AL West runs through Arlington. And in the wildcard picture, Houston is in the third wildcard spot and Seattle's only half a game behind them. It's possible that the Houston Astros could miss the postseason. They did not choose a good time to go three and seven in the last 10. They did not choose a good time to struggle. This is not the time to do that. It is possible that the Seattle Mariners make it to the playoffs instead of the Houston Astros. We're half a game away from, like, in the standings, from that being a reality. If you look at the standings right now, that's what you'll see. You'll see Houston in the final wildcard spot. Seattle is the first team out, but they're only half a game out. So the Astros are 85 and 71. Seattle is 84 and 71. So Houston played one more game. So these teams are just percentage points away from each other. This is going to be a very very key series this week in Seattle where the Astros and the Mariners play each other starting on Monday. By the way, this head-to-head matchup is it's not for all the marbles, but it's for most of the marbles. So keep an eye on that series in Seattle to begin the week. That is that that is a must-see TV. And I, I am the one who was saying, I mean, those of you who listen to me, I was saying this like a month ago, the AOS runs through Houston. Well, it looked like that for a moment, and then, I mean, I might be wrong. Maybe not. Maybe the AOS runs through Arlington, Texas. Maybe the Rangers were really that team. You know, this is the thing about baseball. It's 
you know, you can't just look at one week, two weeks, or even a month. You can't just look at that and say, oh, this is what this, this team is going to be all year long. That's why they play 162. Baseball is a high variance sport. You're going to have good weeks. You're going to have bad weeks. You're going to have good months. You're going to have bad months. But when you put it all together over the six months, you get that full picture of who really is legit. And the Texas Rangers are telling us that they really are legit. But we'll see what they can do here. I mean, this is this is going to be quite the race as it comes down to the wire in the AL West. So they have seven games remaining. They mean the Rangers. They have seven games remaining. And their magic number to win the division is five. It's, it's, it's getting real. It's getting real, folks. Buckle, buckle up. Let's go to Washington where the Braves took on the Nationals. So, you know, we talked about this the other day where Acuna crosses milestone in the nation's capital. Well, the Braves reached 100 wins. They reached 100 wins with a win against the Nats on Sunday. And, well, it was, it was a doubleheader. So they gave some of the regulars a chance to rest during Sunday's doubleheader. They enjoyed the, the thrill of seeing Forrest Wall hit his first career home run for the Braves. I remember Forrest Wall uh, was a high school prospect. That was, I remember, that's a name. That's a big-time name. Back in the day, I think he was class of 2013 or 14 at a high school. Um, Florida guy. But, uh, yeah, he's with the Braves now, and he had his first career home run. You know, got a chance to play some, some substitutes. That backed Spencer Strider, helped the Braves split the twin bill with an 8-5 win over the Nats in the nightcap. And this was their second consecutive 100-win season in Atlanta. And it's the first time they've done that since 2002-2003, those back-to-back seasons. So they have six games remaining in Atlanta. And they've clinched the first round by, they've clinched home field advantage in the NLDS. They're the top NL division leader, meaning they would face winner of the four versus five wild card in the NLDS. Home field advantage. I mean, they have a three-game lead over the Orioles for Major League Baseball's best record for home field advantage through the World Series. And they have a three-and-a-half game lead over the Dodgers in the battle for the National League's best record for home field advantage through the NLCS. So you're looking at uh, one of the best teams in baseball right now. And the Orioles, I mean, to talk about them, they have 97 wins. They have 97 wins, you know, second-best record in all, in all of baseball. Who would have seen that coming? We talked about the AL East, you know, potentially the Tampa Bay Rays catching on. Well, Tampa Bay is two-and-a-half behind Baltimore right now. It's looking like if Baltimore takes care of business in this final week, that they would be the AL East champions. But of course, we can't speak too soon. We can't speak too soon. Let's head to Philadelphia, where the Phillies had a rookie, Orion Kirkering. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. I'm, I apologize if I'm not. But um, you know, he came out of the bullpen, threw a scoreless inning, struck out two, both on sliders. And made his major league debut in Sunday night's 5-2 victory over the Mets at Citizens Bank Park, which reduced the Phillies' magic number for the postseason to one. He definitely felt some nerves, but the question is, how is he... I mean, he got promoted from AAA Lehigh Valley on Friday because the Phillies think he has the stuff to pitch in the postseason. So the question is, how is he going to fit into their postseason plans? You know, if it happens, he would be the first Phillies pitcher to make his debut in September and also pitch in the playoffs since 1980. So... uh this is interesting. Obviously, Phillies are looking like they're going to make the playoffs. They're, they're just one, one game is their, their magic number is one, right? They're, they're about to make it this week. Last year, we saw them sneak in. We saw them sneak in. They rode that momentum all the way to the World Series. How will this guy fit into their plans? 
you know, in order for them to get to the postseason last year, they had to upset Atlanta. That's what they did. They beat the Atlanta Braves. Can they have some kind of similar upset of a higher-seeded team this year? We shall see. We shall see. But, uh, you know, teams are trying to figure out their, their um, you know, the rotations, their pitching rotations, their bullpen staffs for the postseason. So we'll see how Kirkering fits into the Phillies' plans. So we'll see. So if we look at Monday, there are only four games. Arizona at New York, Rangers at Angels, Houston Astros at Seattle Mariners, and Padres at San Francisco Giants. I would say the big game, if you're going to watch a game, on Monday, it's definitely Astros at Mariners. This is this is huge because I cannot because the Ast- it's huge because the Astros are the reigning World Series champions. This is the reigning World Series champion, so it would be a huge deal if they did not make the playoffs this year. That would be a huge deal, not because it, they're playing poorly or they're not playing well at all. It's because the AOS has gotten so much better. The Mariners are so good. The Rangers are so good. I mean. Competition, I mean, breeds excellence. You see these these teams competing against each other, and their cream has has risen to the top. That's what we're seeing right now. But that's kind of the big theme for today. Keep an eye on this AL West matchup this week, and see where things go. Because maybe the AL West doesn't run through Houston. That's the big question we have today. So, what's at stake? A lot is at stake in this final week of the season. Uh, Batting titles, AL batting titles. So Ranger, Ranger shortstop Corey Seager, he enters Monday with a five-point lead over Yandy Diaz, who left Sunday's game due to right hamstring tightness. The Rays have never had a batting champ, and even if Diaz comes up short, he would still have the best batting average of a Ray, of course, qualified players in franchise history. Jason Bartlett hit 320 back in 2009. He holds that distinction. Uh, ERA leader, Garrett Cole has a 275 ERA. Sonny Gray has a 2.80. Each of them should make one more start before the regular season ends. Garrett Cole is likely going to win that. Uh, I mean, he's pitching against the Blue Jays, and Sonny Gray is going to pitch against the Rockies, which would decide the race. I mean, unless it's possible. A .05 swing is possible in one start, but, I mean, we'll, we'll definitely see. Uh, the ERA title, both of these guys have one. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Garrett Cole has won it. This would be his second. It would be Sonny Gray's first if he wins it. Other milestones, 60 doubles, Freddie Freeman. No player has more doubles than Freddie Freeman since he made his debut in 2010. And he's already led the National League in doubles three times in his career. Uh, but he's close to becoming only the seventh player in history and the first since 1936 to record a 60-double season. So, Ronald Acuna Jr. also, you know, we talked about his 40-40, uh, potentially 40-70 if he steals two more bases. Well, he's... Coming up on the Braves' single-season hits record. So the record is 224, Tommy Holmes, back in 1945. Acuna has 210, so he needs 14 hits in his next six games. That's a lot. It's doable for sure. But he needs 14 hits in the next six games to tie the all-time single-season record for hits by a Braves player in history. It's a tall task, but definitely not insurmountable for the 25-year-old superstar. So... Let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see what happens here. Um, will the Orioles get to their, their first 100 win season since 1980? It, it seems like it. It seems like it. I mean, they only need three more wins and they'll get to 100 wins for the first time since 1980. So a lot of, a lot of things to 
to note here. A lot of things to note here as we enter the final week of the season. So that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.